everybody. Welcome to episode two of Don't Worry It's Confidential. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that you are listening. Yeah, so this is kind of the first real episode. Last week was just like talking more about myself, sort of what led me to starting the podcast, explaining what what's what's going to go down. But here you are and you're going to get to see what actually goes down in real time. <laughs> I thought I would start every week's episode with just a little introduction, um, just talk a little bit about what's going on in my life. I don't know if people want to hear that yet. That's how people start podcasts, so I feel like I have to do that, but I'll tell you a little bit. Um, I'm doing pretty well. I'm a little bit tired. It's Monday morning right now when I'm recording this, a little bit sleepy, but thankfully it's a sunny day, so I'm going to get out there, walk around maybe try and do some work outside. Never really works out as well as I I hope, but we'll give it a try. And you may be thinking, why are you recording this if you're a little bit sleepy? Well, I mean, I wanted to be honest, you know, I could have pretended that I'm hype right now, but you know, here we're going to be really honest and real about how we're feeling. So just leading by example. Okay, people. Yeah, so this episode this week was the first episode I ever recorded, including the intro episode you heard last week. I recorded this one first, so hang with us, you know, we're just we're just getting started in the podcast game. But I think we we talked about some really relatable and interesting stuff. I'm kind of hoping that by listening to us talk about the pandemic, sort of our experience during it, you'll spend some time reflecting on how this past year has been for you. And yeah, sort of seeing what lessons you've learned and uh, what what stuff you realized about yourself and maybe society and maybe uh, your values. I feel like the more time that you spend with yourself, the more you know what's actually important to you and what is kind of just fluff. And now I feel like I appreciate the stuff that matters to me so much more and being with friends, being around people like that to me is one of the important ones. Also like spending time with myself and actually just like doing the things that make me feel better long term. So working out and spending time meditating, reading, having kind of like a morning routine that I actually stick to. I think I've gotten way better at it this year because I guess not having to commute places, you just have a lot more time. So for me, that's been that's been a big thing. Also, like picked up a bunch of random hobbies. That's some of the stuff that we talk about. And yeah, mostly we talk about how we just did a lot of self-reflection before. Like we would spend so much time with each other. We would spend so much time going out, just running from like thing to thing. And spending time alone was always just kind of like a only reserved for like recharging for (laughs) Sunday evening and then the rest of the week was kind of just like running around so it's been a big shift and yeah we just spent a lot of time talking about that talking about how like at first it was kind of really uncomfortable and it still sometimes is and sort of the thoughts that that maybe you try and avoid by keeping yourself busy and how they became kind of louder as you spend more time by yourself and how that's important to do that and listen to those thoughts and see what's going on and also detach yourself a bit like gain some distance from them and know that you're even if you think them it doesn't mean that you are your thoughts also just kind of getting comfortable being by yourself and knowing that you're enough your own company is enough 
those were some of the lessons that we learned. I would love to hear from you all what you learned in your pandemic. So feel free to DM me. The Instagram is at don't worry, it's confidential. And so yeah, let me know your thoughts on this episode. If you feel like it resonated with you or you enjoyed listening to it, just share it with a friend and also spark up a conversation with someone about this. I know it's annoying to talk about this last year. We're like, don't even talk about COVID anymore. But at the same time, it is kind of nice to spend some time and just like reflect on it and see what sort of silver linings came up for you. Peace and love, everybody. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get right into it. This guest is a very close friend of mine. We've known each other for seven years. Whoa, I didn't realize that. I know. And that sounds long. Way longer than I thought, but yeah. I mean, I counted the years and seven. I think I saw this thing maybe on Facebook when I was like seven. Okay, not seven, but I saw this thing like a long time ago on the internet that said, if you're friends with someone for eight years. I, that's what I was going to, I literally was thinking about the same thing. <laughs> so we have like one more year. Meme, like whoever said that that was true. I don't know. I've believed it. We have one more year to decide. If we're gonna be friends with them. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me finish this introduction. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So she's probably the person that I've spent the most consecutive time with day and night, 24, seven, same bed. <laughs> literally same bed. Where are you sleeping? <laughs> Um, she's very kind, loving, and empathetic, and I'm very excited for everyone to meet her. Yay! Nice to meet you guys, or not you guys, everyone. (laughs) Work on that. It's so bad. And I actually, I feel like I notice it now so much when people say you guys, like I actually, I'm like, yeah, but then I do it. It's so so hard because it's such a regular part of like how I say it. And I don't even think about it as like a gender thing, but it is. It's weird. It is. I'm the same. Every time I say it, I'm like, you got, I'm trying to like stop myself. (laughs) You, you cuties. (laughs) You. You little cuties. (laughs) So I thought to get started, I'll ask you a couple of quick get to know you questions. Okay, cool. So what's your favorite color? Recently, it's changed to orange. It was yellow, though. For a really long time, it was yellow. I, I feel like every, every like, so, like maybe 10 years, I switch. But it's orange. 10 years. That's honestly a lot longer than I would have. I don't know. If it's, I made that up. But like, What kind of orange? Describe it a little bit for the... Um, the color of my nails. It, it's... Well, I oh. guess that's not describing it for the <laughs> listeners. Color my nails. Um, okay, it's, let me see It's it. kind of I'll like an, the, color, the color of an actual orange oh yeah yeah like the color like a of light a juicy orange. clementine yeah like the inside though not the peel very nice very nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right who's your celebrity crush um okay honestly a few first crush I would have to say is I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right but Milo or Milo Ventimiglia oh 100%. Ventimiglia from um this is us yeah I see you guys together I agree. Um, second is probably Harry Styles. Reese, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, I know that's quite mainstream, but yeah, sorry, everyone. <laughs> I, just, I'm the same. I mean, you like, can't Like, I can't help it. it. I can't help it. What do you want me to do? Love it. Final well, get to know you question is if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, sweet potatoes, undeniably sweet potatoes. Wow. I find them very versatile. You can eat them in many different ways. I feel like a potato is a really good choice because it gives you that nutrients and you can eat like there's literally a million different ways you can eat a potato. So many different ways you can eat a potato. I love potatoes, sweet potatoes in particular. Yeah. Am I allowed to ask these questions back? Um, sure. 
Okay. No rules here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite color is green right now, for sure. I feel like it's always kind of been like a greeny blue. Like okay. something very like earthy nature. Earth, like the color of my, okay. The color of my bottle. I mean, I feel like that's what it used to be, <laughs> but right now it's more of like, sorry, you guys can't see that either, but it's kind I of know. a teal. Um, but I feel like now it's more of like a, like a leaf. Oh, yeah, a, a leaf. A very nice summer, healthy. A summer leaf. Right. Yeah. Very, very nice. I like that. Celebrity crush. Harry Styles. Copycat. And copycat for sure but I feel like that's every girl our age yeah I agree <laughs> or every, every person girl. who likes men <laughs> our age and Bradley Cooper oh Bradley yeah <laughs> the a star is born really made me like him even more I which agree is, yes yeah I agree the last question is what food would I eat for the rest of my life I mean you picked like a one ingredient but I would kind oh, of say I like, know it was a lot of meal I mean Sorry. yeah I think you can pick Okay, pick a meal and then go ahead. I I think sandwiches because sandwiches are super, like I know there's a million ingredients and I just love them. There's a million things you can do with them. You can have a breakfast sandwich, you can have a panini, you can have a sub, you can have a, there's a lot of options. Very true. All right. So let's get into the topic now that everyone knows you really well. Really well. We're all (laughs) best friends now. So So, yeah, the topic self-development during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You actually picked this topic. So yeah, why did. did you pick it? Why did you want to talk about it? Good question. Why did I pick this? I would just think that like before the pandemic started, I was, su- I had a super, super hard time just finding things to do by myself. Like, I feel like I constantly like needed to do something. Um, whether that be like, see my friend, I-, I could literally sit at my friend's house, staring at them <laughs> at your house staring at you and feel more fulfilled than just like sitting at home probably doing something more productive like I did have I feel like a really hard time with that so I feel like it was it's something I could probably talk a lot about because I was kind of forced to be by myself I guess with my parents but and my brother but like oh I'm outing myself I'm telling you my whole family (laughs) that's okay (laughs) a lot of people have parents and brothers (laughs) don't have to worry about that Yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, no, I, I just feel like it, it was something that I, I felt like I could speak to. And it was something that I feel like is still ongoing and, and pretty relevant to a lot of people, I think, because we're all going through it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think first, like, I want to just say, like, during a pandemic, you don't have to be doing any sort of self-development. Like, you have to be able to process and grieve and it, totally different people have different abilities to to engage in self-reflection and self-development. And that Mm -hmm. word also like has a lot of weight to it. I -hmm. think like self-development sounds like a really big thing, but I think in the context that we're talking about, it's just like self-reflection and just having some time to like look inwardly. And I think, yeah, what you're describing is like, you kind of were living like a busy kind of 20 something year old life. And you were someone who's so social and it was just like a time to pause and be by yourself and like have to be by yourself exactly so just (laughs) let's start off talking a little bit about what that looked like for you like what did that first couple weeks look like for you and how how did you transition from being someone who always wanted to be around people and like would rather just like sit with your friend than like be by yourself like how did that look for you at the beginning I think that the interesting part about the pandemic is that 
we were all kind of learning things together. So like when it first started, nobody had any idea what was going on. And I was kind of relieved a little bit. Obviously it's horrible to think now like about everything that's happened, but I was kind of like, okay, I kind of need this pause to obviously not realizing what was going to happen throughout the year and all the lives that were impacted by it and everything. But, and the fact that it also was going to last, you know, at this point over a year. So at the beginning, I was a little bit relieved. Um, But then I think as soon as I kind of realized that this wasn't ending anytime soon, it was like a sense of panic and a sense of like, holy, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but what are we, (laughs) what, like, what am I going to do? And like, particular for me in particular, like I was in the middle of um, doing a placement for my program. So I was unemployed. Like I didn't have a job at that point. So Mm -hmm. that was also kind of stressful because this is, this was, I was supposed to be graduating. I was supposed to be interviewing, like all my interviews were postponed and there was no really like date that they were going to be happening again. So I felt like I was just really lost and I was like when is everything going to go back to normal so I can just kind of figure out what my future is going to look like um so there was a lot of sitting and kind of thinking honestly and that's Mm -hmm. I think what was my worst enemy but also kind of my like best friend in the end because I feel like I did learn a lot from it but it was absolutely hard at first yeah yeah a hundred percent. I feel like I, I shared the same thing. Like when we first were like told, okay, stay inside. I was like, okay, this is going to be a nice two weeks. Yeah, I don't know why that was in my mind, like two weeks to just like stay inside. And then hopefully like, that'll be like, everyone will do it together. And then the pandemic will be over and then that's it. Mm -hmm. And like, that was kind of what was in my mind. It's so crazy to think about now. Um, obviously completely different. Mm -hmm. And then that feeling of like, return wanting to return to normalcy because like that was what was in the media you know it was like oh when things go back to normal like do this and then things will go back to normal so it just felt like okay like a couple it won't be a couple weeks but it'll be a couple months and then like we'll just jump back into like exactly the way you thought life was going to be before so like you were going to do the interviews you were going to get your job and you were just like okay then it'll be normal again yeah And so it felt like a panic because you didn't really know like what's going to happen from here till then. Mm -hmm. But at that point, I'm going to have to still be like as prepared as I was before to like go back into things. And so it was a a sort of uneasy feeling. For sure. And I think that I think that as humans, that's what kind of gets us the most um, stressed out or anxious is like uncertainty, not knowing what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And also just in from a sense of like safety, like at the beginning of the pandemic, I was really, really worried about getting the virus and Mm -hmm. so much. So I would get packages, I would order packages and leave them outside for whatever the recommended, like 48 hours or whatever, not touching it. Mm -hmm. I would rather the package get drenched by the rain ruined (laughs) thrown in the trash and go and touch it as the year has gone by and like as everybody's learned so much and all this has kind of come to light it's changed and I'm really happy for that but yeah it was definitely really stressful at the beginning yeah totally I feel like it's so funny because our idea of like what a pandemic or like what this sort of thing will look like is all from like movies Mm -hmm. and so we think it's like one of those like apocalyptic movies that you have right. to like, if you are in the same like hundred meters as someone yeah. and they cough and the virus will fly through the air and it'll get it'll you. Jump. And so that's where all of our like fear came from and, mm-hmm. and also like the media. And that also subconsciously affects our nervous system, which like really messes with a lot of our sense of safety generally, because even though like logically we know maybe it's not like 
the movies, it's kind of like our, our body still interprets that as danger and kind of leaves us with this sort of stressed out and maybe less tolerance for like small stressors that maybe before we would be able to tolerate perfectly, like because we're already in this kind of stressed out nervous system state, it affects us way more. Exactly. And that's exactly kind of what my mindset would be at the time. I felt like this constant level of anxiety at the beginning of the pandemic for so many different reasons. I was like, I'm stuck. I can't even do any of the things I usually do that kind of help me get over this stress that I'm feeling. And I'm scared of everything. And I really, really didn't like it. So I felt like that's kind of what pushed me. And I'm really lucky that I was able to kind of Uh, realize that in myself and realize like I need to change things like I need to stop doing this to myself I don't know I feel like I am very lucky to have been able to see another side to things and try to sort of help myself get through it so it sounds kind of like that panic from the anxiety that you were feeling about the pandemic sort of made you like look at yourself look at like the fact that it was too much it was really like being a burden on you and Mm -hmm. engage in self-reflection and see how like you can improve and what you can learn from it and how that like is giving you insight onto like how, who you are as a person and how you manage things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so from there, like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely for sure. From that point of like anxiety and fear to the point of self-development, how did that um, go for you? Obviously things kind of changed as the year went by. The weather got nicer. We were kind of able to be a little bit more lenient, especially by the summertime. Mm -hmm. You know, we were able to kind of have a little bit of normalcy or I guess adapt to this new normal where we could see people in parks or see people at a distance and things started to get um, better with that. Personally, um, once I, I, I started, so in terms of my job and in terms of me like feeling kind of the stress of not being employed, I did finally end up getting interview dates. So that really helped me ease my anxiety to kind of just Mm -hmm. know that I had something, you know, that I was working towards and I could like, it's hard to just kind of think of your journey now looking back because it feels all like kind of one whole thing. Yeah. I feel like the stuff that you're talking about now is like super relevant because that's part of like what made you feel better. But like a lot of it is kind of like external, like those are things that happened to you and like that made your experience better. But I'm wondering like stuff within yourself, like how did like that kind of introspection that you were talking about or like, yeah, just like sitting down with yourself and being alone, like what, what kind of stuff did that change within you? Well, being kind of, I think being forced to be alone kind of makes you sit there and think like, why? did I have such a hard time being alone before? Like, what Mm. is it about me or about the idea of just kind of sitting here and being alone that scares me so much or that scared me so much? So I think it was super important to kind of recognize that and be like, a lot of people can be alone and they're okay Mm. with it and they're happy. And why can't I be like that too? So um, I started to do things like I, I, I'm not good at it, but I would start drawing or I would start walk. Like I, I always walked, but I would go on like really long walks and kind of just let myself not engage with anybody else, whether that be my parents or maybe even a friend on the phone. Cause we did a lot of calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just kind of force myself to be alone in specific situations and learn that like, it's not bad. You can have fun with yourself. And I think what I realized is that 
the reason why I liked being with people all the time is because I was worried about getting in my head and getting, you know, really in my thoughts and getting stressed out about things. And so I did different tactics, like, yeah, going for walks, drawing, I painted my whole room. Um, I remember like just creating small projects for myself because I was like, I need to learn that like my company is, is enough. Like I don't need anybody else's company. So yeah, I think that that's really what, I think once I realized that the reason why I didn't like being alone so much was because I was worried about my thoughts was when I was like, well, you're in control of that. You know, I feel like that's so huge. Like that's a huge realization. And I think that most people feel that way. And most people our age, especially because we've been surrounded by like so much all the time, like whether it is like friends, like TV, social media, everything, like there's always something that you can distract yourself with. And I feel like I had the same, the exact same realizations I had in the past tried to challenge myself to be like okay, like spend some time alone and like, look at yourself and like journal and do like self-work in that way. But I don't think I had ever let myself have like an extended period of time by myself. And Mm -hmm. there were so many things that I had told myself before that I wasn't like good at, or I couldn't really do, or I didn't have time to do like same thing as you. Like I started drawing, I started like painting. I started taking more time, making my food look nice and like Mm -hmm. weird stuff like that, that just like gave me joy without having distraction. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was time to just be by myself and engage in something that's so like quiet and something that doesn't have a lot of like stimulus and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that, I think that once you start doing those activities and like, you know, getting away from just kind of sitting at home, watching a TV show, doing things that actually kind of, you feel like a little bit of accomplish, you feel like you've accomplished something, even Mm -hmm. just like I would, I don't know, small things. Yeah. Like making your meals look a little extra pretty or cooking something or trying to bake something. Then you realize that like being alone, isn't actually that bad. And when life gets back to normal, you're not going to feel the need or I, hopefully I'm not going to feel the need to constantly be surrounded by people. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I think a lot of people could relate to the like Sunday scary, the idea of like Sunday scaries. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what it is. It's just usually on a Sunday, you know, you've your your weekend's over, you're stressing about your next week. You're mm-hmm. most likely not doing something with your friends, or you know, maybe you're not, maybe you are. But Sunday has a lot of time for I feel like reflection and like um thoughts to kind of just like linger in your head and you start getting stressed about the next week that's going to come and then when you actually do that week and you actually get to work and you actually get out there you do the things you have to do it's not that bad so I feel like it's Mm -hmm. just trying to get to know your thoughts and the reason behind your thoughts why they come Mm -hmm. why they go Totally. I feel like that is such a good connection you made. I think, yeah, it is like that avoidance of being by yourself and the avoidance of like what's to come that that does happen on like that Sunday scary sort of feeling. Mm -hmm. And this was just like a very long time of Mm -hmm. that feeling. And then we just had to like gain comfort in that uncomfortable feeling and gain like the feelings of safety that weren't provided to us by like the outside environment, like being outside, being surrounded by people, which might like for an extroverted person might give you that sense. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That sense of safety. Like now you had to just do it for yourself fully. Like you had to just be able to soothe yourself in a different way than, than you ever had. Mm -hmm. And find things to kind of fill your day because your day was really, you had 
maybe nothing on nothing planned, especially if you were someone like me who wasn't working at the time, you kind of had to find things to fill your day for you to feel fulfilled in the same way that you would feel fulfilled by surrounding yourself with other people. But this Mm -hmm. was just surrounding yourself with yourself and doing things for yourself. So yeah, yeah, that was definitely, that was a nice thing that I, I came to realize. And I'm happy that I didn't, I think that it's still such a process. Like I think even after starting to see people again, I feel like in the summer, it is kind of easy to go back into that idea of like, oh, but like it, you, you've missed seeing people. This is something mm-hmm. that was like a huge part of your life. And, and it's, some, it's, I feel like at points I'd be like, oh, but like, I need to do something this weekend because I can, because mm-hmm. now the, you know, the virus is a little bit better and I can see a couple people outside. Like I felt, I felt myself kind of getting back there, mm-hmm. um, which is totally fine. Like it's all a process, right? Like yeah. my self-development is still definitely not over. Totally. To remember too. Totally. And I think there's also like a sense of nostalgia. That's what I feel like sometimes it's like, I want to do things that I used to do before, just because I used to do them before Mm -hmm. and like they made me happy before. And they gave me this certain like thrill. And so, because we've had so much time, like that isn't our normal life. Like whenever we get a glimpse of normal life, we kind of like, I revert quickly back to wanting to do all the things I used to do just to feel the feelings of like normalcy and like youth, like being young and being like adventurous and whatever it was. And so mm-hmm. it's very easy to, to hop back into that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we were even talking about it the other day. It's funny how, like, sometimes I think about the weekend and I get so excited because I feel like that's something I always used to do back mm-hmm. and look forward to was like the weekend's coming, like I'm going to do so many things and then the weekend comes and it's kind of like a little bit of a disappointment kind of because you're not doing all this you've expected yourself to do and you haven't had as much fun as you've expected and it's it's good that we've recognized it and we were even able to talk about it because now it's like you can kind of try and lower those expectations for yourself so you're not ending up disappointed have a more realistic view of like what your weekend's going to look like and the fact that it's okay that you're not Yeah. Or have like different expectations, you know, like they could be like equally as high, but it could just look different than it used to. Right. Exactly. How do you think that you're, sorry, sorry. no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just (laughs) around. Do you think that you're going to like carry this sort of mentality? Like when, when these situations come back or like when life becomes a little bit more normal, like what are you going to try and carry from the pandemic, from what you learned about yourself to your everyday life? I think that for me, the stress of kind of having nothing to do Mm -hmm. just as who I am as a person, I don't think that's ever going to fully go away. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's something I have to recognize for myself, but I think it's like the coping mechanisms that I take for, um, when those thoughts come. So let's say I have a weekend coming up and I know that I'm really not doing much. I think that for me, or that I, I I don't know that I feel like I'm not surrounding myself with people or my, my weekend's not going to look the way that I wanted to kind of exactly like you said, changing those expectations and kind of giving myself things that I could do alone and trying to remember that feeling of like, it's fun to be alone. It's okay to be alone. Like you Mm -hmm. don't have to be with other people to have a good time or to, you know, not feel like you're doing nothing. Like you can do things by yourself. You can enjoy your own company. Yeah. For me, it's like the, the same sort of thing. And it's also just like embedding some of those things that I learned, like making them part of my routine, making them part of like the stuff that I go to when I'm feeling stressed or, or like when I want to just like relax instead of, Mm -hmm. 
I think before when I would like watch TV or then like see friends, like those are my two ways to de-stress. Like that was just like my go-to. And now I feel like I have so many more things in my arsenal because of this year and because of how I like learned to cope that I want to try and keep doing, even if it feels like a little bit more effort at first, like I think it's worth it because it gives you a different sort of satisfaction and like calm and self-reliance that like the other stuff doesn't give you. For sure. And like, I think that that, that self-reliance and that new calm that you kind of just mentioned do give you the same sort of like adrenaline rush you get when you're like going to see your friends. Like it's Mm -hmm. just kind of learning to like be proud of those things and be excited by those things. Like I remember I would feel really happy when I realized I was happy being by myself. Like it would just kind of like, I would notice it and be like, oh my God, that's so good. Because before this is something you were never able to do. You are able to find that same kind of enjoyment and different things and in different ways. And as we grow up, that's something I think that we're going to have to start accepting more and like totally. learning more about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Something that just came to me was before I used to kind of judge my emotions by like happy, sad, angry, mm-hmm. like those were kind of the ones, like the main go-to whatever emotions that I would think about. And now I feel like I have developed like a sense of peace that I mm-hmm. used to not really have. And like, that is kind of like a, an emotion that I like peaceful is an emotion that I, I try and strive for more than like happiness. Right. In some ways, because happiness is so it's like a moment and it's, it's, it's a specific thing that brings you happiness where like a sense of peace is maybe more in a routine, but just like developing things that foster a sense of peace for me Mm -hmm. has been something like new that I've learned this year. I think that that kind of is like happiness, not from situations, like from fun experiences but happiness in yourself like I'm just happy with myself and I feel peace going doing doing these things by myself I think also this whole quarantine has given me a lot more confidence because of the fact that I've been kind of happier with just doing things on my own or not feeling the need to constantly do things I've realized like my own value in a way Mm. that I'm like before I didn't really realize it because when I was alone I would feel so bored so how can you really you know, feel full, fully confident if you can't even enjoy your own company. So I think that that has also really helped with my confidence. And obviously I feared that like in social settings, once this thing is over, I was going to be like less confident, more introverted, but I feel like I've actually become the opposite, which is something really interesting because I feel like you're, yeah, you're just kind of used to just kind of totally being by yourself and not really having those people to interact with that, like this whole kind of self-development thing has made me feel like it doesn't really matter what you think because I like myself and I'm comfortable with myself and it doesn't, yeah. I don't really care. A hundred percent. I have like a lot of hope for future social interactions because I think mm-hmm. that people have all like, even if they didn't feel like they wanted to do that during this pandemic or even look at themselves, like everybody has had to take a harsh look at who they are and to mm-hmm. realize what they want, even if they didn't engage in like self-reflective practices, like just by the nature of being by yourself for a long time, like you're, you're going to have to just like see who you are, see like what you need, what you like and get to know yourself and develop like more of a compassion for yourself and a compassion for others. At least that's my hope. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, like, like I said, this doesn't have to happen overnight. There obviously are still times that I get back into the headspace where I'm like, Oh, what am I doing? Oh, like, or yeah, the confidence isn't there, you know, like, there obviously is a little bit of both. So I think that's important to remember as well. Like it's not a linear 
journey. experience journey journey. That's <laughs> right. Thank you. I was like, what's that word? Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like a big thing with self-development and just like betterment is that idea that it's not linear and that it also isn't like fun all the time. Like it no. usually isn't that fun. No. It's, it's like, this is something like in therapy. I feel like I always have to talk to my clients about it's like, it sucks kind of sometimes to look at like deep inside yourself and see the things that hurt you and see the things that make you self-conscious and like all these kind of things, like looking inwardly, like is harder than just numbing yourself or just experiencing no. like the world at like super speed or whatever. Like it's, it's hard, but it does lead to like better societies overall and better people overall. Because once you start like actually examining yourself, you see like the imperfections and then seeing it's easy for you to see why other people have these imperfections as well. And it gives you more compassion towards them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You definitely grow your empathy and compassion for other people. And like you said, it's definitely not easy. It's not, it's not, sorry, it, it's not easy, but it's also not something that's constantly happy. I wasn't sitting at home, like smiling all day being like, I'm getting to know myself more. Oh, I I, you also don't really notice you're doing it. And I think that's something that I look back on now being like, yeah, I have grown so much because I have just had a lot of time to think. I feel like the last thing that I think would be like important to kind of mention is I think there's been like a global or like at least in North America, there's been like an up leveling of having really difficult conversations. This might've happened without the pandemic, but I think the pandemic pointed out a lot of injustices in the world. And I think that maybe if it had happened when it wasn't pandemic times, like people might've noticed it in the news, but not really had time to reflect on themselves and reflect on like their role in these injustices and their role in, in perpetuating a lot of the wrong things that are happening in this world. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really have a question about this, but I just feel like it's an important thing to mention. And I, and I wonder what your thoughts are on, on it. I absolutely agree. I think that, um, this time has given everybody. And I mean, I'm not, I can't say everybody cause you don't know other people mm-hmm. could have their own stresses being in this pandemic as well and have less time maybe to think about this. Cause they're stressed about putting food on the table or, yeah. you know, when they're going to, I mean, it's even that like in itself, that, that right there, it's like, it's noticing the fact that like having time to self-reflect is a privilege, you Absolutely, know? having yeah. time to like engage in self-development, whatever that means. Cause here we're using it in like, Oh, self-development is literally just like, <laughs> like noticing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like some people might think of self-development as like going through a journey and like meditating and doing all this stuff that is a privilege to do because it's harder if you have a lot of other stuff to worry about. For sure. But sorry. I, I interrupted. Keep no, going. no, no, no. I, I totally, I hear you. Also another thing that I had to go along with this self-development was like recognizing my privilege in this mm-hmm. pandemic. The fact that I had, again, the opportunity to sit down learn about all this stuff, see this all in all in the news, listen to podcasts, like read things like that, all that time and all that energy I was able to put towards, you know, bettering myself in that way and learning more, um, was a privilege in itself. Mm-hmm. So you're right in that way. Like, I mean, obviously this pandemic has, has hurt the world for so many different reasons, but I do think that you can find some good in it. And that would definitely be so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of similar to like what we were saying, how like self-development isn't like a, it's not a happy thing. You're not sitting there smiling. It's the same, no. like you need the really rough parts to get to the betterment and to get to the good stuff. And like, in some ways that's what I kind of feel about everything that's gone on. Like as much as obviously, like, I don't think we need the pandemic, but like, I think that 
people have taken the chance to see like what's wrong with the medical system, with the racism that's embedded in every structure in our society with like a lot of stuff that we kind of were like, oh, it's, it's not that bad anymore. And that's a privilege to say that because if I was a person of color, I wouldn't be saying that, but I mean, it's, it's taken it. Like, I think everybody's having these conversations and I think it's, it's awesome. That part is, is great. And I think mm-hmm. that things are going to improve from here at least. Absolutely. I really, the optimistic really hope side so. of me. Yeah, no, me too. I, I really hope so. And I really, I can see it too, even in my job. I'm a, I'm a teacher. So I see like, even at school, again, giving <laughs> my attention to it. Um, but even at school, I, I think back to the times when I was growing up and how all of this stuff was really not mentioned. Now mm-hmm. I see how this has all kind of been embedded, even in like the, the, our new generation, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's learning. Everybody's trying to understand better. So I do see it even happening like in in the city that I live in is really, really great too. Yeah. Um, You literally like have kind of like an insight into the places that form our perspectives on life. The way that we think is obviously formed so much by like the school and that we attended and our parents obviously, but mm -hmm. you have like such a personal insight into like what education is looking like right now in like the public sector of a major city in Canada. So it's like, it's very interesting that you're actually seeing changes and it's Mm -hmm. awesome. Which is very motivating too, right? It's very, Mm -hmm. very motivating. Also seeing how much these kids know about this stuff is really, really great too. And how there are so many different ways that you can kind of keep that conversation going Mm -hmm. in every subject. So it's nice. I love that. All right. The last question I have is just like, it's not about this topic, but this is something that I want to ask all my guests. When you're having a rough day, when you're not feeling so great, what's something that you do to make you feel better? Mm, If I'm not having a good day, I am not feeling great. Probably the first thing I'm going to do is actually talk to myself and talk to myself quite a bit, just out (laughs) loud. Hey, what's up? How are you? Not good. I can tell. Let's discuss. What should we do now? I'd love to see it. Um, no, but actually, like, I find getting outside, going for like a long walk. I like, honestly, I like exercising. But when I'm having a bad day, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do that. And mm. I know that's like something that it, it really helps people to get out of their like bad days or bad moods. But something about it, I feel this like certain type of like defeat over my whole body. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. So just kind of like getting outside and going for a really long walk after having the conversation with myself, like genuinely out loud to myself, that really helps me. I love, I love walking and, and not, not sometimes maybe calling a friend and talking about just life Mm -hmm. that really, I find even like, for example, this morning I woke up, it's a gloomy day. It's a nice gloomy day. Like woke up kind of just not motivated, not very in the best mood. And then this conversation has really made me feel better. So yeah, yeah, it is like having conversations with friends, but then also sometimes going out, listening to music, just going for a walk. That makes me feel better. Love that so much. All right. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is fun. (laughs) 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 Have a great day, everybody. All right.